Fourteen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 246 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about coffee. And uh, one of the dangers of drinking coffee, of course, is getting over-caffeinated. You end up twitchy and all weird. The last time that happened to me must have been right around 1998 when The Undertaker threw mankind off hell in a cell and plummeted 16 feet through an announcer's table. My yes, he's broken it out. <laughs> oh, I, I I talked about that at work today. I mentioned that I'm like, you know, this sort of thing, and I said that, and they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I had to actually bring up the video for for them. Oh my! Well, and that's the thing is, if, if you're not familiar with Shitty Morph on Reddit, you probably like have no idea what I was just talking about. But that's okay. Some people got it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but today is the actual 20th anniversary. The day we're recording this show is the 20th anniversary of that moment. And today, one of us is frantically downloading a voicemail that he forgot to mention to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We'll I did want to take a it. moment, by the way, before we get started, and just, again, say, <clears> Mike, <throat> great job on that theme song that we're still using 200 and some odd episodes later. Seriously. it's it's, it's I was thinking about it, like, you know, while I was playing, I was like, are we ever going to update it? And I was like, why the fuck would we update it? That's all. <laughs> I, I have played around with that a couple times, and then I've, I've made some new ones and listened to them, and it's just like, ah, you know what? I, I dig this one. Yeah, if you good. like excellent theme songs, you might find a few on the shows on the Podcast Collective. <laughs> he was forcing that in there. He's right. like, oh. I was like, no, you are not moving past this. I stopped <laughs> downloading the voicemail to say this. Oh, that was funny. You'll find such shows as On the Block, Dating Baggage, Mint and Boxcast, Tales from the Hard Side, The Empty Rant Podcast, and of course, The Red Dad Radio Hour. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know what the sad thing you is? Got with, you got me with that one, Joel. <laughs> Red Dad hasn't made an episode in like three months. So. <laughs> oh, really? Our, yeah. It's our next Left Field Sports Lounge. Left Field Sports Lounge all over again. What have we is done? That a true thing. <laughs> Wait. I'm gonna... <laughs> have a 20 warm round salute. <laughs> That's so idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> Their last episode was February 1st. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Boy. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> well, I'm going to be uh, plugging them every week. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Come back to us, Rad Dad. Yes. And while you're at it, bring back the Left Field Sports Lounge. They're out there somewhere. <laughs> Red Dad. Red Dad. Well, that was, I was trying to do Shane. <laughs> Come back, Red Dad. <laughs> All right, so uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com. And uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Uh, if you are listening to us on uh, Geek Life Radio, you may have noticed that it's been the same episode for the last couple weeks. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Or maybe we're just repeating ourselves. We could be. We just did the entire show. You actually listen to a new show every time. It's just we immediately copy it. That's how good we are. Yep. Like that? So how long has that been that way? <clears throat> a couple weeks. There's a, uh, when I reformatted my computer, the password got eaten, and uh, he has not gotten back to me with that password yet. Yeah, just waiting for just Justin. Just went into surgery a couple days ago, so he's really out of it, but. Oh, no wait, shit. No, no, Justin doesn't have anything to do with. Oh, no. different Justin. There's a different radio, Justin, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right, well, anyway. We do have, we do have a voicemail. We do. Hey, we got a voicemail. Now where yeah. it belongs. All right. We got a voicemail. And it is from, it says, 
coffee VM. Yes, I am scared who sent it to us on <clears throat> purpose. Did you give out the voicemail number? Yes, I did. Okay. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Okay, then. 708 now wrap. 708-669-9727. Now I've done it twice. Or three times. Twice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Voicemail, ahoy. Uh, yeah, hey, this is, uh, this is, this is Richie Raymore. I, I, I'm a real boy. I, I really do exist. My name is Richie Raymore. Was that the Rad Dad? <laughs> it may have been the Rad Dad, Richie Raymore. <laughs> that was awesome. Fantastic. I don't know who that was, but that was awesome. Good job. I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I love it, though, man. It's awesome. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> off the air i could probably talk to joel and we could figure it out by the uh the phone number but uh we're not gonna do that on the air yeah all right so thank you richie raymore for that was well done whoever that was well done you yeah, what do you mean whoever that was that was richie raymore <laughs> it's richie raymore he told us that was almost 80 percent of the content of that voicemail please call in anytime it's like those videos online who is she like she introduced herself at the beginning oh all right, so Josh, Snagopus for a minute there. Oh God, that is definitely about that time. Yeah, it's about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. You missed your cue, Francis. <laughs> oh, I said it. All right, this am week. I, am I dead? You are dead. <laughs> oh. You got the sports, though, right? Yeah, we got it. Yes, we, yes, we got Calm the down. sports. Calm down. Oh, I'm freaking out. <laughs> All right, so the, uh, this week, the date is March 31st, 1971, which is the opening of the Pike's Place Starbucks, which, you know, unfortunately is, you know, a thing. Is that part of Seattle, Pike's Place? Yeah, it's uh, right on the right there on the, um, on the ocean line. It's one of those... You ever see the... Um, uh, <clears throat> there's like a big old neon pink sign, neon red sign that says Marketplace or something above like a Bay Area for out there. That's that's Pike's Place. It's funny because mo- most of what I know uh, about Seattle suburbs is from Shadowrun. Okay, that would all be wrong. <laughs> anything you know about <laughs> anything you know about Seattle that comes from Shadowrun, I'm just gonna say is not true. No, I'm just saying like the names like Tacoma and. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't go there. That's where the goblins are. <laughs> <laughs> that's work territory. Stay out of there. Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, March 31st, 1971. All right, music. The number one song in the land was Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. Mm, great song. Yes. Excellent song. Written by Pat? Huh? Uh, who, who wrote that? Uh, written by Pat? Yes. <laughs> Why don't you see? Remember, he was, he was born at 45, so he could have done it. <laughs> Shut up. Mm. Wasn't it Dylan? No. Who was it then? Chris Christopherson. Oh, God, he's rich. he wrote so many... Good songs, and he just nobody knows him. It, he's like the '70s version of of uh, Prince. Yeah. So, on April sixth, Igor Stravinsky, Russian composer, conductor, and pianist, died of heart failure at 88 years of age and was absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just leaving it right there. We'll leave it right there. Uh, James Taylor's album "Mudslide Slim" and "The Blue Horizon" was released on April first. It featured his biggest hit single, a cover of Carol King's acronym of the week, YGAF. I'm pretty sure that's Yanni Gets a Fingering. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
to the tune of Here We Come a Wassling. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, Your ring among the leaves of green. I thought it was like Oprah after dark. It's like, you get a fuck, you get a fuck, you get a fuck, everybody gets a fuck. Uh, you've got a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, not that weird. Oh, I hate Randy. Not a James Taylor like fan anything. either, but oh. Carol King I like. See, that's one of those where I think he's wrong, but I don't care enough to argue. <laughs> I love James Taylor. That, yeah, I'm kind of neutral on both of them, so positive side of neutral. James Taylor is more metal than Kiss, so it's okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, she's I never, a little good thing that never gets old. It doesn't. By uh, Just in honor of that, we're going to have Yanni in the background the entire time. <laughs> Live at the Acropolis? That'd Jeez. be the strangest way for this podcast to get pulled by copyright <laughs> violation. <laughs> um, wait, 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 Joel. How did how were with those few notes that you pull out that I it was at the Acropolis? Because that's all anybody knows. That's pretty okay. You got me there. That's really the only one. <laughs> that, that's nope. like saying, "How did you know that was a Vanilla Ice song?" There's only one. Nobody's like, "Wow, that that Yanni album." Triumph was fantastic. I don't know. I don't know if he has number. Go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> oh Jesus. You were proven wrong, Pat. <laughs> That's not a song. I stick by my statement. <laughs> She's a lady by Tom Jones. Achieved gold status on March twenty fifth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I love Tom Jones songs. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> What's new, boys cat? <laughs> whoa. It was like the liberation of France. It starts very <laughs> subtly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't guys don't know what that is go look up uh salt and pepper diner funny funny skit yeah well tom i think my favorite tom jones moment has to be at the end of uh mars attacks that's a good that one a great thing <clears throat> mariah carey was born march 27th in new york city and that and was a thing to say who that was if you don't know who mariah carey is you're not paying attention to pop culture and you're not probably listening to this show that mariah carey yes not the lesser known right mary carey her distant cousin. What? Uh, yeah, don't, don't pay attention. No, yeah, no, sorry. I, I retract the what. Move on. Don't engage. <laughs> Method Man, American rapper, was born April 1st. I like Method Man. I do too. He's very charismatic. Method Man. And finally in music, on April 3rd at the 16th Eurovision Song Contest, Monaco won with the song Un Banc, Un Arbe, Un Rue, sung by Severine. In case you wondered. This this Eurovision thing is a it's a it's a weird thing. It's, a, it's yeah. definitely a coin flip at best. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't think we're gonna strike gold again like we did the first time. Oh that first one was I can't even remember what it was, but it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Alright, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was Get Carter. Which is brings the question, why have we not done a Get Carter show? It's been in the show notes ideas for literally two and a half years. Yeah. We just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. We probably should, because we're on a, um, a, what's his name, binge right now? The author. Elmore Leonard? Yeah. I think you're thinking of Get Shorty. Did he have something to do with Get Carter as well? Maybe I'm thinking. It feels a little Elmore Leonard-y, but I, I don't know. At any rate, Selmer Jackson was a stage, film, and television character actor who appeared in nearly 400 films between 1921 and 1963. Jackson was in The Grapes of Wrath and The Life and Legend of Wyatt Earp, among others. He died in Burbank, California on March 30th. Absorbed. Nathan Fillion, actor known for Saving Private Ryan, Dracula 2000, Slither, Waitress, 
Firefly and <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy and Castle was born in Edmonton, Alberta on March 27th. Absolutely fabulous. Sorry. That, see what I did there? I, did I, I saw exactly what you did there. You wouldn't let it, you wouldn't let it happen, huh? <laughs> no, sir. You also and, known as Captain Hammer. Indeed. The hammer is his penis. <laughs> Ewan McGregor, Scottish actor who appeared in Train Spotting, the Star Wars prequels, among many other films, was born in Perth, Scotland on March 31st. Shallow Grave. Indeed. Ewan McGregor is my, one, probably my favorite Scottish actor. All right, Mike, we have gotten through two out of four parts of TWI without any serious missteps. We're working on a beer frame here. All right. I um, <laughs> have just finished a beer. Let's get a turkey. Pervert. <laughs> all right. So TV. The top shows in the land were All in the Family, The Flip Wilson Show, Marcus Welby, MD, and The Benny Hill Show. <laughs> Let's say quick show of hands. How many of us was the Benny Hill show the first time you saw boobs? Mine. Yep. I don't think so for me. Does mom count? Was it your mom? Let's just move on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, Dark Shadows concluded its five-year run on April 2nd. Yet another one that's been at least two years in the show ideas. See, that's going to be a tough one because there was the Dark Shadows 70s version. Then there's the Dark Shadows uh, end of the 80s version. And uh, then there's the movie. I would think we'd go the original and then the movie. Yeah, yeah we, just, we just do like Murder on the Orient Express. We just pick one. What the, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, on March 28th, the final edition of the Ed Sullivan Show was broadcast due to an abrupt cancellation. This meant a final episode of the 23-year-long show was never filmed. The musical oh. guests on the last show were Gladys Knight and the Pips. Wow was never filmed nope it just you know i mean they, they did all kinds of like best of and you know anniversary shows and all kinds of stuff but he never got an actual final episode where everybody got to say goodbye like carson did hmm. that and they there... just decided they wanted to start skewing young and they just came in one day and said all right yeah ed sullivan show's done yeah ed we're gonna treat you the way you've been treating people in the business for years <laughs> exactly so you're just fucking done <laughs> i'm as a bitch motherfucker <laughs> There had to be a little bit of that from, from somewhere, yeah. 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 And yeah. we are three out of four. This is a beer frame. <laughs> it has to get through the next four bullet points without fucking anything up. Sports. <laughs> March 27th was the 33rd NCAA Men's Basketball Championship where UCLA beat Villanova 68-62. For UCLA, it was their fifth consecutive NCAA basketball title. Luckily, Pat's our finisher because he hardly ever messes up. <laughs> well, I write this shit, so it's a little easier. No that. pressure. On April 3rd, Peekaboo <clears throat> Street, American Alpine Ski Racing World Champion, was born in Triumph, Idaho. That's Peekaboo. Great... <laughs> Peekaboo Street. Great name. On March 25th, the NFL's Boston Patriots officially changed their name to the New England Patriots. Mm. Peekaboo. <laughs> and lastly, Cheryl Swoops, WNBA forward who won the championship with the Houston Comets and also Olympic gold in 1996 was born March 25th. She is widely considered one of the top female basketball players of all time. We did it! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Yay, yes! First time to happened. talk about Koofy. First what happened before the show, <laughs> and now this? Somebody better play the lottery. <laughs> or this is our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed no, Sullivan just came into my room and was like, get the fuck out, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> We're going out on top, men. Yeah, well, we had a good... Had a good run. Bake them away, toys. 
Take us out, keyboard Joel. That'd have been funny if you'd have fucked that one up. <laughs> what I fucked that up? I don't know. If you had, like, <laughs> that's the thing in the tweet that got fucked up. <laughs> I misspelled it. <laughs> All right, so this week, they, these guys actually decided on this topic without me being involved. Yep. Um, coffee. Well, we, we knew you weren't going to vote against it. Yeah, you're you're real good on that one. That's exactly yeah, it seems right. Safe. Yeah, that's a. Uh, um, for those of you that don't know, my I've got a big passion for coffee that goes back a long way. In fact, my online handle is Java Cat. It was actually I picked up after an old uh, coffee shop that used to be in Chicago. I've never known you to not drink coffee ever, like obsessively. So yeah, I got a problem. <laughs> it's, you so, drink coffee like I play games, but <laughs> you run your game through hot water. Sometimes. Only drink three quarters of it and then forget about it. (laughs) If you played in some of my campaigns, you would know that the analogy holds up. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I tossed some some interesting coffee trivia that I dug up from uh, my assortment of coffee books uh, that I have. Different. I've got different stuff on history and. You know, that's how that's how obsessive I am about it, that I actually collect books on coffee. Um, so coffee, centuries and centuries ago, you know, there no one's 100 percent sure. But the 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 myth is, is that there is a goat herder named Kaldi, uh, which you can find that name across coffee. Sometimes there's actually a coffee shop in uh, downtown Kansas City named Kaldi's Coffee. So My hometown. Yeah. And it's got a picture of their their logo is actually a goat, uh, like a silhouette of a jumping goat. So. That point, we were out there. I was actually, you know, the only person that understood that reference. But um, <clears throat> in, in Ethiopia, a uh, goat herder named Kaldi notices that his goats are getting a little bit spazzy. They started eating uh, the red cherries off the trees in the mountains. He started popping them in his mouth. Realized there was a bean in there, and then uh, discovered how to make coffee, drying it out. That uh, drying it out and uh, roasting it and turning it into the brew that we know now. No one knows whether that's true or not, but. Uh, you know, that's for a good story. Makes yeah, I think it's you know, let's hold to it. It's it's a good good myth. It showed up somehow, so they're good as any any story. Better than Juan Valdez thing. Um, U.S. estimate for coffee consumption is 400 million cups daily. We are number one in the world. For... And only like a third of those are Mike. I was just gonna say something like that. Damn it. <laughs> so it here, here's the thing. Another thing. According to the um, the coffee uh uh. I'll talk about it later. The the I, that's how spa, that's how caffeinated I am right now. <laughs> the uh, National Coffee Authority: a cup of coffee is actually six ounces. So yes, that is totally true. I definitely I drink. If you're talking like official coffee cups, my cup of coffee in the morning is two and a half. Okay, so that would make two hundred and forty million. I don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. Anyway, uh, I drank some before I got here. So, uh, 1675, the King of England actually banned coffee houses, saying that there were places where the people plotted against him. And that's kind of true, where the uh, idea of rebellions and um, philosophers and... Uh, hacky sack. Ha- yes, hacky sack, Yes, hacky sack. Definitely a big part in the English monarchy in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theory on that is why they banned coffee houses but not uh, taverns is that as people drank more and more ale, they got less and less able to uh, make coherent sentences, whereas at the coffee houses, people would sit and talk and discuss and get pissed off about things and decide to rebel, uh, 
In fact, Voltaire was rumored to have drunk, I want to say, between 35 and 40 cups of espresso a day. Yikes. Jesus Christ, heart attack on a plate. Right. Uh, so coffee has two different kinds of coffee that are growing out there in the world, and they can only grow between um, the Tropic of Cancer and the uh, other tropic. Uh, Capricorn. Capricorn, yeah. They're, they're, you can grow it, grow the plants elsewhere, but you can't get ones that you can really use for coffee if you're not growing within that area. The cold, In fact, the closer to the equator, the better the coffee is. Uh, there's actually a specific... Um, uh, sea level that coffee grows at also that I can't pick out of my head right now. But um, there's Ara- Arabica, <clears throat> and that's the stuff that you're going to see in, like, the Starbucks and the, the better coffees are going to be Arabicas and Robustas. And Arab- Arabica has a higher quality bean, but it takes more care to get to those beans. There are a lot more delicate plants and will uh, will not um, not flourish if they're not in the perfect conditions. Uh, robust- how excited Mike is when he's Hey, shut up. This is my thing, man. I know. It's where, really cool. Where, where do we do the pot show with you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, robusta beans, hardier. They can grow in a wider variety of areas, and they contain twice as much caffeine as an Arabica bean, but uh, they're lower quality beans, and those are usually the big old can of discount coffee that you'll see in the grocery stores. Um, We've secretly replaced <clears throat> his coffee with Folgers crystals. Exactly. God help the person that does that with me. Um, the first coffee filter... <laughs> was invented by Melita Benz in Dresden, Germany, and uh, you can still buy Melita uh, brand coffee makers today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Kopi Luwak, or Civet Coffee, is the monkey poo coffee. coffee. Yeah. Um, It ranges in from hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on how good it is. It actually is a coffee that is partially digested by uh, the Civet, which is a kind of monkey. And, uh, you know, so... I've like had it. Cat. What's that? Like a monkey cat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a small marsupial type thing. Not marsupial. Monkey type thing. Um, but I've, I've had it. It's all, I mean, it was it was good. I mean, it was... I only, I've only had one cup in my life, and that was when I was at a Starbucks event when I worked for them, but... Uh, you know how that was invented? Go ahead. It was discovered. Um, the servants were not allowed to drink the coffee that they were served, the masters, and they just found... That, you know the, the wild animals were eating and pooping it out, and they just started harvesting it out of the poop. They discovered, hey, we like this more than yours anyway. Cool. Um, the NCA, National Coffee Authority, created in 1911, was brought about to bring out regulations on processing, roasting, and selling of coffee, uh, which was good because there was a lot of uh, weird shit going on. Um, everybody knows Mocha Java. Mocha Java was the first blend of coffee ever created. It comes from the port of Mocha and the port of Java. They mix those together. And the Mocha Java beans, after roasted, had this um, unusual color, kind of like a bluish-green tint to them. Uh, the NCA was created shortly after this was discovered that people were taking specific things and mixing them with the coffee beans in order to make them look like mocha java beans and get a higher price for the cheaper coffee. And uh, they were actually grinding up uh, arsenic. Oh my. And mixing arsenic powder in with the beans to make it look like the mocha java beans. And yeah, about that, it. yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say that surprised me, but whenever you don't have food regulations, that kind of shit happens. Oh yeah. Yep. And it was about that time where people were like, you know, we really should start watching this shit. Um, when you start making enough money with something, people will cheat in any way they can. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1674, London women created a group called WPAC, Women's Petition Against Coffee. 
They didn't like the amount of time their husbands spent in coffee houses rather than being home where they should be. In fact, uh, put up posters. You can still you can find them online claiming that coffee causes impotence and other uh, problems. Never. I was gonna say you should print out one of those posters for Susie, but then when you said that, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, average coffee drinker drinks three cups of coffee per day. Yep, that seems about right. I don't, average. I don't know because I have like a. One of those things that you take it to work in. That, mm-hmm. Like a standard travel mug? Yeah. So well, it's, but it's tall. Yeah, that's you're probably having the same that I am, which is just around that three cup mark. Yeah, it's about it's probably about six, twelve to sixteen ounces in one of those one of those mugs. Yeah, because every day I make the coffee pot to the six cup line and take exactly half of it. It is it is sixteen ounces. Okay. Okay. I, I my travel mug holds twenty four. Um, <laughs> but how many times do you fill it <laughs> during the day? Well, I, I drink. Okay. I have a problem. I make a pot of coffee in the morning. I drink at least one before I get into the shower and my mug is very large. <laughs> one cup or one pot? One cup. Uh, but a, the cup, the cup, large cup, yeah, the cup holds about 14 ounces. Um, have another cup with, uh, breakfast and, uh, then pour the rest of it into my mug and take that to work. So before I even get to work, I've had an entire 10 cup pot of coffee. <laughs> um, I went to the dentist and they're like, oh, you know, she's cleaning my teeth. And she goes, do you drink a lot of coffee? And I'm like, define a lot. <laughs> do you have more than three cups of coffee today? Every day? I said, how big are the cups? And she's like, let's just go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, another fun fact. When I worked for Starbucks back in uh, the early thousands, the, uh, I had a store that was in a, um, office building and there was a dentist in that office building and he came down and he's like hey i got an offer for you i'm like all right hit me up uh he goes i want to give your entire staff teeth whitening and i'm like all right i'm curious on this and he's like i want to tell people that i whiten the teeth of the people that work at the starbucks here in this building because if i can get anybody's teeth white it's yours and i'm like i'm in so <laughs> the next team meeting we had i'm like hey guess what we all got teeth whitening and they're like what so no we actually uh, the whole team one day showed up and we all one by one went upstairs and it was the it wasn't just the like the gel stuff it was like the uv light and all that on there so that lasted for maybe like three four weeks huh but nice. uh, uh oil cool. is the most widely used commodity in the world coffee is number two nice so that's crazy and that nuts so I know not all of us drink coffee, and uh, one of us who drinks coffee now didn't always, but I'm sort of curious going back to the beginning, like people's first experiences with coffee. Well, Pat, as being the person who doesn't drink it, what, what was the one thing that uh, you didn't like about it? Well, my, my mother uh, is a big coffee drinker. She has you know a lot of coffee throughout the day. And when I was young, I remember trying it. And just not, I just from the beginning just didn't like the taste. I just never got into it. Hmm. And it, I, I think eventually it, it finally dawned on me. I was like, because I'm like a, a big, I like to take big sips and big gulps, and you can't really do that with a fresh hot pot of coffee. You just, you know, and I'm like, I'm not into that. Hmm. I don't even like hot cocoa, or I don't, I don't like any hot drinks really, but I don't like the taste of coffee either. And see, that's the way I was. I, for my entire childhood, because my mom used to drink. A lot of coffee, although she was at one point a uh, <clears throat> Folgers and Sanka drinker. But um, yeah, my mother doesn't drink like you know high end coffee, but she drinks you know she has one of those automated 
goes off every morning, and so it's ready when she wakes up and gets to the kitchen. Mm. Well, I just remember when my mom was at work, she used to walk around with a styrofoam cup full of coffee. Um, you know, this would have been early 80s, but she um, always always had coffee somewhere, whether it was at home or it was at work. There was always coffee around. So I remember growing up with it and the smell and and it being a big part of her life. And I think when she finally pulled back was when she was at about 21 cups a day or something like that. Jesus. Um that she had to kind of back off some, but I, yeah, I was kind of the same way, Pat. I, I didn't like hot drinks for the most part and I didn't like the taste of coffee and I had an aversion to it uh, up until about three years ago. Hmm. Personally. Yeah. I know I started back in high school personally, uh, started drinking it the way a lot of people do with a lot of cream and sugar, uh, and very quickly went to just like, scorching hot strong coffee from either mcdonald's or dunkin donuts uh sometimes with a little sugar to cut the bitterness and then for years i took the coffee black many 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 years i uh, drank it without anything in it yeah Hmm. the the first cup of coffee that i recall ever having was when my family went to quebec um i got my i think my father got a cup of espresso Oh my! At this, uh, <laughs> yeah, he got a couple yeah. of espresso at this little like uh, it was a coffee shop, little bakery type thing, and we had I had some of his coffee along with butterscotch pie, and to this day I can. It, it's funny because like I was actually um, talking about that to my mom. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the coffee and the butterscotch pie, and she's like, you do not. There's no way you remember that. You were like eight. <laughs> um, I described the shop to her exactly. She's like, you know, the, I was like, if you're standing at the back, the left-hand wall is all made out of brick. There was like a bar with a cold bar at the front that had all the pastries in it. And all this, the tables were made out of that bent wire type of thing. They were black and had wood seats. And I'm going to describe the whole thing to her. And she's like, damn. Well, coffee was, is a very formative thing for you. So. Yeah, it was like, I mean, that was. Remember when you find your first love. Oh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It was, And that was, I also have to say, butterscotch pie is butterscotch pie and coffee is like god help me i will eat all the pie <laughs> um it does well the butterscotch pie sounds good yeah oh it's delicious but um you know and i would i would drink it you know a little bit in the you know when, when we got home i'd drink a little bit of my mom's who took takes it with cream and sugar like i said everybody starts out drinking it that way uh little by little um would just you know i may i may have snuck into the you know, we didn't have a coffee machine for the students in high school, but I did have, you know, one teacher that would be like, here, you know, we'll get you one out of the co- out of the uh, teacher's lounge. You know, pour, he'd pour <laughs> me some. Addiction. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I, I don't know what it is. It's like that, that bitter, the roastiness of it really uh, stuck with me. And I've, my taste in coffee has gone from the cream and sugar to the, you know, the fancy lattes and all that to now. And I pretty much drink it straight black all the time now so but yeah that was yeah. the first one now what about uh you know you made that progression has it was there any sort of like uh any any like flavors or anything that you had when you were in let's say pre-2000 this would have been in college type of thing i had a standing rule that went from college <clears throat> to just probably four or five years ago where i'd drink coffee black unless it was bad and if it was bad i would add cream and sugar like if I was at a restaurant and whatever they were serving is the bottomless cup of coffee wasn't very good. It's like, okay, I, I need to make this drinkable because I'm not going to not drink coffee. 
Oh yeah, and you guys have been out with me where it's been like we got the you know they come pour the coffee and I'm just like, can you just leave the pot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm gonna save you a lot of time. <laughs> just the only okay. Here you go. The only way that I actually do drink coffee and it's not often is that when I'm in Vegas and I've been playing like blackjack or poker all night long and it's morning has come around, I'll have coffee with Bailey's in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Irish cream flavored creamer is uh that's definitely a thing. Yeah, I'll, just add, I'll ask for double Bailey's in a tall glass. If you're well, tired, you're adding the alcohol to the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's something I do in Vegas. Like, I remember the first time I was in Vegas with Angela, and we were playing blackjack early in the morning, and I ordered one. She just looked at me like, what? <laughs> like, Vegas? I don't know. <laughs> I need double depressant with my stimulant. Thank you. Yes, exactly. You got to balance that shit out. Well, I remember when, um, uh, when I was growing up, whenever – I, the, my two best friends that live next door to me, my mom and their mom, they were best friends too. So they would go over and have coffee together and then we'd go over and the, me and the, the neighbors would hang out. And I distinctly remember that uh, my mom was always like, well, let's go next door and I'm going to have coffee with Karen. And that meant that she was going to have coffee with Kahlua in it because um, <laughs> Karen was her friend, but she always, Karen had Kahlua and mom brought the coffee and they would sit there and drink coffee and Kahlua while, you know, me and the, the, the other two kids would go run around and play. So I don't know what that tastes like. I've never had it since I started drinking coffee, but I assumed one of you could tell me if that was a good combination. Kind of seems like overkill. It's coffee flavored liqueur with coffee. Yeah. It's coffee. Yeah. And there's a little bit of chocolate and Kahlua as well. Yeah. yeah. But I don't imagine it would, I imagine it would mask the liquor taste. Very well. Yeah, I don't find Kahlua tastes very much like look, liquor anyway. It's one of those liqueurs that it can late hit you. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to make it even less obvious, yeah, that's a smart move. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I just remember the bottle, the Kahlua bottle, you know, with the kind of yellowish, with the red lettering. and That says Kahlua. Uh, yeah. That's Right. That they used to. <laughs> have sitting next to the coffee. And I know that in the like college and immediately post-college years for a while, I got into the Starbucks thing, trying different roasts. And of course got into those Frappuccino, which are basically just coffee milkshakes that are like 700 calories. Yeah. I won't drink Frappuccino. I know I've made them. <laughs> it's not something I want in my body. Yeah. I'm also a very big coffee snob too. Yeah. That's so true. I am. I completely am. I'm, I'm about as big as a coffee snob as Josh is a beer snob and you're a pot snob. Yep. So uh, I would say you're a bigger coffee snob than I am a beer snob. Oh. Yeah, for sure. But I'm definitely a, a weed snob, yeah. Josh is playing catch-up, so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing is my dalliances with the fancier coffee is basically through my contact with you in the years working in various coffee shops. I distinctly remember when I found my favorite uh, blend, but it was something that I couldn't uh, continue to afford buying. It was the first and only time I owned a coffee grinder when I discovered Jamaican Blue Mountain. Oh, yeah. And uh, one uh, Christmas, I got my dad like a small pre-ground bag of Jamaican Blue Mountain, and he had it. He was like, wow, this is really good. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I could see myself switching to this, and I told him how much it cost. He's like, oh, okay, I'll stick with <laughs> stick with the grocery store stuff. Yeah, that stuff ain't cheap. Um, I was just pricing it a minute ago because I was curious as to how much it was. And it was like 16 ounces with 85 bucks. Holy fuck balls. Wow. Now, and that's the that's the good, good stuff. That's not a blend um, for now. And back then, I think the stuff that 
uh, I would get you was probably like twenty pound, twenty dollars a pound, which for you know late nineties was quite a bit. Yeah. Um, well, and I think if I remember right, when I was able to get Jamaican Blue Mountain, it was a caribou, and it was something they only had every couple of months. Yeah. That that was the thing is that oh every now and then and I and even when I was at Caribou you were only allowed to get it um, at a half pound you couldn't because you were allowed to have a <laughs> working at Caribou working at Starbucks you can get a pound of coffee a week unless it was like the Jamaican Blue Mountain or one of the fancier ones and you can only get a half pound um, which really didn't help with the situation but yeah <laughs> <clears throat> I, and and you're right Josh, I I've worked I've worked in several coffee shops um, actually my first one was not Caribou. That's not where I started. My first one was with, there used to be a little coffee shop on uh, Oak Park Avenue that I worked there for a week and a half. Do you remember that one, Josh? Uh, Vaguely. I I went to a lot of little coffee shops in Oak Park. Yeah. That's like a gorilla getting a getting a job at a banana stand. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you're, this you're just standing there behind the counter, going, "I can't believe they let me back here." <laughs> There's always money there. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the it, it, part of the thing was this: this woman is she. She had this coffee shop, and it was beautiful. I mean, uh, let's see, Josh, you and I figured out how to play Nightmare Chess there. Yeah, that's why I thought I remember. What was it, like Green Frog or something? Yeah, something frog. She had little frogs all over the place. And she won when she found out that I was a uh, theology major. She's like, oh, you're one of those religious freaks, and wouldn't shut up about it. So that started getting on my nerves. And then she had this thing in the back, just in the kitchen area, that it was like a, a map of the coffee shop where all the seats were. And when somebody came in, you were supposed to take a, a red marker and exit off and then go back after and set like a timer. And after what? like an, – this is her rule. It was like after a half an hour, you were supposed to go over and be like, hey, I noticed you haven't purchased anything. Would you like some more coffee? Would you like a pastry? And if they didn't buy anything, we were supposed to tell them that this is you're not allowed to loiter. And mm. I remember being like, I don't think you understand how this works. This it's a fucking coffee exactly. shop. Exactly. I mean, I worked there for a week and a half, and then I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not feeling it. That reminds me of the, the bar that I worked at where he was telling me that I had to tell people they couldn't curse. What? I was like, you know this is a bar, right? <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> they go to a strip club and they put their clothes on. Yeah, it was just weird. I was like, I mean, he literally um, wanted me to tell people, like, if, he, if I heard the F word, to tell them, excuse me, we don't allow that kind of language here. Yeah, I didn't last long there. Wow. Did you basically just tell them, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the one of the first experiences I had with coffee outside of the occasional sip when I was a kid was Mike. Um, when you made the Teskey brand coffee where you put you used water Joe instead of regular water. Ugh. You had Giardelli's <laughs> chocolate. Uh, I don't know. You had the powdered what, chocolate that I would add to that. Right. And then I don't know what kind of actual coffee you were using, but it was basically like jet fuel, um, <laughs> but chocolate flavored jet fuel. <laughs> Still not as bad as my Kool-Aid. No, no, no. <laughs> nothing's as bad as your Kool-Aid. That Kool-Aid fucked me up. I'm still recovering from the diabetes. That was that one if time. I don't you, get diabetes at some point. It's gonna be amazing. God damn but it! I that. just remember that. I've never forgotten that 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 cup of coffee for whatever reason. And I I think I drank almost all of it, which at at the time was unheard of for me, because yeah. uh, I was against not against coffee, but I was against drinking. I just didn't want to drink it. 
Yeah. It um I like I like to mess around with it. I've had let's see, when we were living in the campus, I had a on our the last floor that we were on, I had the uh the regular drip coffee maker and I also had the espresso maker in there also that I would I had a beer stein that I would pour the espresso into and drink that out of the beer stein, which probably wasn't good for me either. (laughs) I remember once taking that, pouring myself a beer stein of espresso and then going to the library. And I remember some security douchebag was like, I can't believe that you're walking around drinking. Cause you remember we, you know, we were a dry campus and apparently this guy, who was it? I can't remember who it was, was like yelling at me because he thought I was walking around campus apparently with a hot mug of Guinness is the only explanation I could think. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of like, you know, here, you know what, you can hold that. Okay, see, it's hot. Give it back. You're wrong. Um, please let me go study with my coffee. <laughs> but yeah, making the coffee there, our, I mean, our room, all, it always smelled like coffee. I'm surprised Jay didn't get, like, residual caffeine boost just from living there. Well, he was that's... high on Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's true. Between the Mountain Dew, oh man, between the Mountain Dew and the coffee in that room, we were, like, caffeine central. <laughs> yes, yes, you were. And by the way, I saw Water Joe at Woodman's a couple weeks ago. But yep. anyway... Uh, Remember the first time I tried uh, Starbucks coffee also? Remember when it was late 80s when they just moved into um, the Chicagoland area and their first store went up downtown and my dad brought home a bag of Gold Coast blend, which was the blend that they had made specifically for the opening into the Chicago market. And we made a pot and I remember hating it. Just way too burnt and strong and all that. But later on, I discovered class coffee. Well, yeah, you know, it was like coffee with big shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice reference that not everybody's going to get. But no, um, but yeah, the then, I mean, it's I've always enjoyed coffee. I mean, like I said, I get up, make a cup of coffee. I mean, that's that's my routine. It's I, I don't want to say that it's because I have no choice because there's been times where I've forgotten to buy coffee, and you know, can I can go? Believe it or not, I can go. You know, a couple of days without a cup of coffee. Wow. Yeah. What? I did. You don't tr- want to, but you can. Yeah. 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 It's not. It's not fun. I get. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You can go. You can get there from here. It won't be fun, but you can definitely get there. So, but yeah, I mean, it's what I like about it and discovering more about it is the different varietals that come across because there's actually, you know, the the two major areas where you can get coffee is obviously going to be. Um, the African area, and you've got some uh, Asian area also in there, but in South American. Uh, but what's cool with that is that there's two different kinds of processing that uh, go on. So you've got the uh, South American coffee growers use what's called the the wet method, yeah, um, where they pick the beans, and to get the cherries off the beans, uh, they just throw them in a big vat of water and soak them off. So <clears throat> then they spin dry them. And roast the beans after that, or send them out green, or whatever they do with them. But the thing is, where they're sitting in, all the cherries get soaked into the water, so they're sitting in that water for a while. That creates a specific, almost like a brighter cup of coffee. Uh, whereas the uh, Ethiopian coffees and the Kenya's coffees, those are dry process coffees. So what they do is they actually will pick the cherry cough, the cherries, lay them out in the sun, and just rake them over until they're completely dried. And you get a completely different type of flavor off the off the coffee beans that way. Hmm. Yeah. And then what? The cherry just peels off. Yeah, the cherry, all the juice from the cherry gets absorbed into the bean as it dries off, and it just they spin them and flake like off. Wet aging versus dry aging steak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so uh, but yeah, the I mean, let's see, up until 2000, you know, 
it's I wish I could say there was something interesting about that, but that's I I worked for Caribou. Uh, I learned that. Yeah, learned a lot of uh, about espresso makers, like full service espresso makers. And if I ever get the money and the uh, gumption to rewire my kitchen, I'm gonna have a full service uh, coffee make coffee uh, espresso machine in my in my kitchen at one point or another. And none of us would be surprised in the slightest. <laughs> Truth. I when I think coffee, I associate it with you. It doesn't matter where, when, why. Uh, ever since I've met you, that's like that <laughs> you two go hand in hand. So, yep. Josh, you know, and, and when you were, I remember you and us hanging out and getting coffee together. Was there any sort of like specific coffees or anything that you, uh, you know, do you any specific type of uh, drink that you liked when I was over at Caribou and you guys would hang out? I mean, I found that I thought I was going to be into the dark roasts and the super bold. I do like a bold body, but uh, bold body with a medium roast, like a clean, balanced taste. Hmm. That's what I like. I, I've just, uh, as we've been talking, researched a, a cheaper alternative to Jamaican Blue Mountain because I'm not doing 80 bucks a pound. Yeah. And I guess the Papua New Guinea uh, are the same trees just having been transplanted, and it's 10 times cheaper. Hmm. Papua New Guinea and actually Mexico. $20. Yeah, they make a great cup of coffee also. So, yeah, I, I might actually uh, invest now that we're talking about it. When we get to now, I'll talk about what my coffee's like now. But I, I might try this just to find something that it reaches back into my past, the best cups of coffee I've ever had, mm-hmm. uh, but without having to just pay through the freaking nose for it. Right. It's crazy. So how about you, Joel? Any, I mean, when you were working at the at the record shop or anything, was it, I mean, did you have any sort of coffee or anything like that or types of drinks? At that point, I was still not in that that phase yet. Like I said, the coffee I had that you made was the first and only cup I had from the time I was a kid until... You never drank coffee at CV? Nope. <laughs> nope, I always had a Coke. And, and a smile. I, I think part of what turned me off to, to it was, um, well, the hot drinks in general, because I used to drink like hot cocoa and stuff occasionally, but... Um, when I worked at the the Mexican restaurant at the and they made hot tea, well, they made iced tea, but they, you know, had actual hot tea that they put over ice. So it was true iced tea. And at the end of the night, we'd have to dump all the, uh, the hot tea into, um, pitchers and then, you know, go pour it out and back. Well, there were two of the pitchers sitting out. I was a dishwasher and the two pitchers were sitting out on the dishwashing station. And my coworker, he said, I bet you uh, that you can't drink that in under a minute. And so we both accepted the bet, and I lost. It took me about a minute and 10 seconds. And I felt so horrible after that because of all the, well, hot liquid and and uh, caffeine that I just uh, I just didn't want to drink anything remotely close to that again. So it kind of ruined, I think, the possibility of coffee for another decade, huh. unfortunately. Loser. And if I would have won, it would have been okay. But, you know, <laughs> can't even do that right. Damn. Would have been a dollar fifty in my pocket. <laughs> he did it in under a minute. It was impressive. Yep. Long-haired hippie freak. Oh wait, that was me too. <laughs> yeah, now all your long hair is in a jar. <laughs> Josh likes to eat. Is that? No, is he that doesn't eat it. He doesn't eat it. He just likes to chew it. Nice callback. Um, but I mean, it was always a part of my life, just because because my mom drank it so much. I mean, I, I remember on family trips if there wasn't. Shouldn't have a way to make coffee. She would make a stop somewhere to get it. And um, I don't remember my dad ever drinking. It was always something my mom did. So it was always around and I grew up with it. Um, 
my mom won't stay in a hotel room if it doesn't have a coffee maker. I can't trust the ones in a hotel room. I get worried that they're going to be something will be wrong with them. Well, nowadays she she travels with her own coffee maker, so it doesn't matter. But back in the day, like you know, she actually made us leave a hotel and go to another one to have a coffee maker. Huh? Yeah. She can't wake up without it. Like leaving the room to go get it is not an option. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> really? So not even like if it was desperate and she like had to run over to McDonald's or if there was a coffee shop close by, it's not happening. She's just going to make sure yeah, that, that that's how you can have the, like the second or the third cup. But yeah, the first one's got to be like in your pajamas in the room, waking up before taking your shower and all that stuff. Yeah. Huh? I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, we'll get to the now here in a bit, but yeah, I was going to say, it sounds excessive. like we're starting to trend towards uh, what we do now. Do we have anything else we need to say about pre 2000 in the then before we take a break? Um, I'm trying to remember what, oh, the, did I, uh, the, what? uh, the story from Caribou, this is now, this has nothing to do with actually drinking coffee. This is just something that happened when I was at, at working at the coffee shop. Cause there was one was the Caribou cr- Christmas party, which Joel, I don't know you were there, but I know that Dennis and I wound up getting a little drunk running around the corner and coming around with the mannequin head to scare your dogs. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> um, and the Poor next mo- uh, yeah, <laughs> the next morning it was great because it was one of the best times to work in a coffee shop is the day after the store party because everyone's just sort of standing there staring at people. It's you know it was Sunday morning there weren't a lot of people there and we're like this guy Dave who was the uh, one of the key holders was coming in uh, he was supposed to be there at like seven thirty and we're like oh Dave he was walking across Harlem Avenue uh, to the store and we're like oh he doesn't look that bad. And then as we said that, he stops in the middle of Harlem and Lake, <laughs> vomits in the middle of the street, <laughs> stands up, spits, and keeps walking. <laughs> and we walk into the place, and we're just like, that was amazing. Because, like, all traffic stopped. I mean, because he didn't, he didn't stop. Just, like, bleh, kept walking. Uh, so that party was amazing. Um, and then there was the... Okay, so... The night night shift closed, and I come in to open the next morning, and I walk in, and there is a Starbucks bag sitting in the back room, and it has written in Sharpie, Property of Caribou Management, and there's a box in there. Now, if it was now, we would have had a bomb squad, and I don't understand why the night crew decided to bring it into the into the building anyway. It was left outside the front of the, uh, the store when they were closing, and nobody saw who did it. Um... So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, the guy I work for, the, the manager there, his name is Cortland. I'm like, Cortland, what's with this bag? He's like, you know, I, have, I wanted to look in there. I haven't had a chance yet, so uh, see what's in the box. So I you know, pull up my knife, I cut the box open, open it up, and there is a skinned lamb's head in the box. What? It's wrapped in, it's like wrapped in plastic, but it's it's a skin with the, you know, the pale eyeballs, and everything is still on there except for the skin. And I'm like, Cortland, it's a head. <laughs> and he's like, What? It's like, it's a head, and I showed him, and he's like, throw that away. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I'm like, no, we need to call the cops, dude. No, I'm not calling. We're not. I'm mean, Just get rid of it. I'm like, what if somebody shows up dead next week? The cops show up and say, hey, is there anything interesting that happened? Well, yeah, we had a sheep's head come at the front door, but that happens every Tuesday, so we didn't think it was any weird. You know, we got, so, our, got our weekly Starbucks sheep head. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm standing. My family. <laughs> uh, I remember Dave walking in the back. He had a bagel in his mouth and a cup of coffee for his break. Walks in the back, looks at what I'm holding, and the bagel just falls out of his mouth. And he's like, "That's a head." I'm like, "Yes, we need to get past that. 
We need to call the police and let them know that we have a head. And the police showed up. We went to that whole thing again. Here's the box. What is it? Oh, my God, that's a head. What's well, in the box? Well, the cops look at it. They take it out. And under, on the back is a sticker from the Omni that was on North Avenue, like a barcode that had been, you know, they someone wanted one. They wrapped it up and put the sticker on the back. So they, cops take it back to the Omni. They're like, this was left in a threatening way. Uh, we need to see the receipts. For whoever bought this, and the person who bought it actually used their credit card. Oh my God! What an idiot! It was a girl that we had fired from for stealing from the tip jar like a week before. She got another job at the Starbucks over on Lake Street. Got the bag, got that, and left that out front to try and freak us out. We went to the Starbucks and like, hey, check this out. You know, with the cops, this is what your person did. You may want to rethink hiring them. And she double whammy got fired from the Starbucks. We didn't press charges, but it was just like, you know, coffee shops. What did you do with the head? You make a nice stock? Yeah. You put it in there. We put it. We may actually uh, roasted it and uh, put it in with some of the coffee in the morning. It had a little kick to the normal stuff. Mm, lamb coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for a break. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've never heard that story. No? Not me either. Oh, yeah. All sorts of weird shit happens. Because I think people think they're fucking intellectuals at these places. You're just a moron with a sheep head. All, all she would have had to do was take off the sticker free and clear, probably. Or pay cash. Yeah. Uh, well, right. Even if you didn't take off the sticker, just pay cash. Yeah. That'd be a lesson to you. If you're going to commit crimes, pay cash. Nope. I always wanted to prank a coffee shop by constantly getting a bunch of mail sent to me with a weird name at a coffee shop. And after everyone's been freaked out for about six weeks, come in and give my name as that name and ask if there's been any mail for me. <laughs> It's like the old, you know, have there been any calls for me, Frank? Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Let's break. I'm going to make some coffee. Jaffa, <laughs> Jaffa, Jaffa, Jaffa. I feel bad. I feel great. I feel bad. All right. We're back and talking about some more coffee, I guess. Um. <laughs> That would be a good idea since that's the topic. That does well, be the topic of conversation oh, right now is talking about coffee. <laughs> Post-2000, as we've uh, gotten into our adulthood, I-, I know Patrick's still not a big fan, but uh, Joel has discovered coffee. And I- I'd like to think that Mike and I have made it a part of our lives in different ways from when we were younger men. Taking that. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I was going with. <laughs> Back when you wore a younger man's clothes. Yes, I still wear a younger man's clothes, and he's going to be pissed when he finds me. <laughs> You've been stealing Matthew's stuff again. Matthew no, he said younger. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just talking about how Matthew doesn't look younger. I gave him a shirtless hug on uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's coffee. <laughs> coffee. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. In theory. In theory. <laughs> Ed's dog. Oh God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Josh, coffee now, like early thousands. Well, I saw you added a discussion question here. So let's before we get into, since we all experience coffee a little different as adults, let's let's hit your question here: chicory or no chicory? Racist. What is chicory? I don't know, but I've heard about it, so I put that question in there. Oh, that's a pat question. Okay, yep. chicory is it's kind of like um. Uh, like cinnamon almost. It's a it's a root. It's got kind of like that spice feeling to it, and people would add the chicory to coffee to to stretch it out. 
Or in times of extreme shortage, they would boil it and make chicory coffee, which is a really poor ass coffee substitute. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it is absolutely under no circumstances chicory. Chicory has a compound called inulin in it. For certain people, myself included, when inulin hits their stomach, the first thing it does is it makes you feel like you're going to die. Ooh. Followed by about three hours of the worst farts imaginable. <laughs> like burning tires and poop <laughs> for hours. So in other words, I need to try this. And in other words, uh, this- I discovered this the hard way because uh, inulin is the uh, cheap source of fiber in the fiber one bars. Oh, man. Ugh. So, yeah, I had like two of those fiber one bars and, yeah, thought my stomach was going to fall out of my asshole. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Sarah and will not. Thought it had fallen out of your asshole. <laughs> Sarah will not allow fiber one bars in our house anymore. <laughs> That's fantastic. You're going to stick her head in in a second and be like, who said fiber one? <laughs> yeah. Chicory is a big no-no. And I always have to be careful when it comes to any sort of cereal or baked good that claims to be high fiber to search the ingredients for chicory root or inulin. Because mm. I know how sick it's going to make me. And then later, immediately, anyone within about 75 feet of me. So it would only be a brief moment. I mean, it would be brief on your stomach. Let's say somebody slipped this into your coffee at Gen Con, but hilarious for the rest of the day. It would turn the room into a Dutch oven. It would turn Gen Con into a biohazard <laughs> containment situation. <laughs> check, check, I, mean, check, check, I can just check, see check, it if Josh check, takes it, like he drinks like half a cup of coffee down and then he just looks at Michael Matt. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> Someone lock the door. Now you can't leave. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's itching powder in somebody's shoes. <laughs> so, the, yes, that's chicory. Yes, absolutely. A big old no from me. I just heard about it. I didn't really know. It was. I thought it was like a flavor additive or something. No, it's it's it adds a, it add, does add a flavor to it. And if you it's actually Cafe Du Monde is a chicory coffee. So, you know, that place out in New Orleans, they that coffee has chicory in it. That's how they're that's I know their... it was like a southern thing, yeah. So yeah. I'm not surprised about that. But I, I'm I've had it, I'll drink it, but it's not one of those things that I'm ever I've ever gone, huh, I could really go for chicory coffee. It's just one of those oh, that's what you serve here. I'll I'll drink that then, type of thing. Well with Josh's glowing endorsement, I don't think I need to try it. <laughs> I I, I'd say uh, Try the fiber one bars because they're delicious first. And if your stomach starts to cramp up real bad, you'll be like, oh, my God, I'm in the unlucky few. <laughs> I think I'll take that challenge. I mean, it doesn't happen not to me. Gun, you won't. Oh, <laughs> you're not the boss of me. Gauntlet just got thrown down. Yeah, me minute, and Chicory. In the Jay's room. I don't care. Go ahead. Me and Chicory is like Mike and Feta times 10. <laughs> oh, are you serious? That bad. Wow. That bad. Wow. Like eyes watering, that kind of bad. Like, I think I could literally poop my pants and it would smell better. <laughs> <laughs> I smell a Mythbusters episode. <laughs> well, let's it. get Jamie Heineman on that one. <laughs> I want you to smell this guy's shitty pants. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have Josh poop his pants. What? <laughs> then we're going to have him eat some insulin. Insulin? Insulin. <laughs> insulin. <laughs> Gonna have him eat some lanolin. We're going to build a dummy that will shit its pants at 300 miles an hour. 
going to launch it over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> See um, what smells worse. <laughs> so, Pat, you've continued not to drink coffee, but you've probably served a cup or two in your day. Yeah, I've done a lot of, uh, in the steakhouses I've worked at and a lot of the bars I worked at. Um, when In the bar episode, we talked about uh, the first place I learned how to start making coffee drinks was uh, Tavern 33 on Lincoln Avenue. They had a really nice espresso, uh, big old coffee machine that I learned how to make a bunch of stuff on. And so yeah, I've made a ton of coffee. I can make a mean cappuccino, you know, and you know I, I, I can't do like any of the crazy, you know, frappuccino whatevers, but I can do all your classics, which I think cappuccino it's... latte and all that kind of crap. Yeah. Funny that for a guy who doesn't drink coffee, you could probably make a cup of coffee that's a thousand times better than anything I can make. Yeah. And I drink coffee every day. Well, it's, it's similar to you know Bloody Marys. I make a hell of a Bloody Mary from what I'm told, but I can't stand them, so I don't drink them. You do make a great Bloody Mary. Thank you. Well, and Joel, I think you uh, segued pretty nice because you are the coffee newbie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, well, when I started working at my current job, it was probably a year and a half into it or so. Um, uh, one of our listeners, Maybelina, who works with me, had um, brought me a, a cup of coffee. I don't remember what the context was, but I drank it. It was just a small, one of the little ones from McDonald's. And for some reason at that point, it hit the spot. And then every day after that, I would go to McDonald's at that point and get a cup of coffee. And then eventually I got a coffee maker and then I'm now on my third coffee maker. Um, and I make it, on my own now every day. Um, but I drink it black. I don't like anything in it because it, to me that just seems pointless. And um, for me, I prefer the medium roasts. I started out with the the light ones. Um, I've tried the dark ones, but it's just too much for me, kind of like the dark beers. Um, so I like a, a medium Colombian roast. And uh, yeah, every day I can't, I can't not have a cup of coffee. It's just a thing now. <clears throat> Nice. How about you, Mike? How is your uh, coffee shaping your day habit? Like, what's your ritual now? <laughs> well, it wasn't until after 2000 I started working for Starbucks and I realized how much I actually did not know about coffee at that point. Um, their training on it is re-freaking-diculous. And I've since gone to, um, actually wound up near the, near the end of my time with Starbucks. I was actually teaching um, what they call coffee master classes. So I was teaching people about um, tasting coffees, uh, and there's a uh, the way they take. It's kind of like wine, where you don't want to, you know, you're tasting coffees. You don't want to drink coffee all day, and you know, so they actually have this round table where they put the coffee in hot water, and this forms a crust. So it's literally the grounds in the water, and you have a spoon. You break the crust, spoon some of it out, sip it, taste it, and then this round table has like a gutter. And at that, you then you spit the coffee into. It's really gross, but the whole table spins while you're doing it, so you can taste a whole bunch of coffees at the same time. Um, the uh, stuff I learned, you know, about roasting, about how to um, just a second, who cleans that? Uh, someone who's probably not paid enough. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's gonna be somebody who didn't does not make enough money for what they do. Ugh. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like the spit jug at a wine tasting, you know, yep. but, um, somebody drinks it. Yeah. Well, wait, what? Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> so that's my favorite wine busted. Yeah. I like the spit jug. Um, 
But no, it, I've learned over the years different ways of making coffee. I mean, because initially I was like, oh, there was espresso and there was drip. Now I know that there is uh, Turkish coffee, which you uh, you bring to a boil three times and then you drink it that way out of the kava, that kind of like angular pot with the big handle on it. Uh, you can make it that way. I've, ha- I've got a stovetop espresso maker. I've got a couple French presses. I've got um, probably about seven different ways for me to make coffee in my house. Now, wait, real quick for, for me, who is still learning all this, what exactly does the French press do? Uh, it's a large glass, or the one that I have is actually stainless steel, and it's like a thermal. Um, <clears throat> you put the uh, coarse ground coffee in there and then mix almost boiling hot water, because if you get, if you get to boiling, you'll literally, you will cook the, uh, the grounds instead of uh, steep them. So you bring it almost to boiling, you put it in there, soak it for four minutes, and the top of the French press has a filter that you press down, French press, and it pushes all the grounds to the bottom. So out of that, you get a very strong um, strong flavor and robust cup of coffee. And the other cool thing about it is that it's since the majority of them have uh, either plastic or metal mesh at the top, it doesn't absorb the oils from the coffee. So you have all the oil from the coffee beans, especially if you use a darker roast that forces the oil out of the beans a little bit more. You have this nice crema. That's what the uh, top portion of the espresso shot is, that that brown froth. That's emulsified oils from the coffee. That uh, they So you get a little bit of that from the top of the French press also, but it's a lot more aromatic. It's got a lot more flavor to it, and it's... it's uh, I every I, I actually brought got another uh, French press and took it to work, so I make that for myself every now and then too. And then it's funny because like I'll make that and then people sort of come out of the bushes. And I'm like, oh, you 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 made that coffee today? <laughs> yeah, I made the coffee. Today. Would I uh, could I could I get oh just just a little bit of that? Like, yes, here, fine. I'm like I've taught you all how to do this. It's on the counter. You could use it if you want to. Oh well, you know you just make it the way you 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 make it so good. All right, fine, whatever. I mean, it's like, you know, five scoops, put the hot water in, wait four minutes, and push it down. I don't understand how come they can't do that. Um, Lazy bastard. Yeah, but, um, and then there's a stovetop espresso machine that has that uh, stainless steel or aluminum uh, bottom portion, uh, uh, kind of almost like a triangle with the top cut off, and then another triangle on the top where the put the water in the grounds in the bottom, you boil it and the water will force itself through the coffee grounds up into the top of the pot. And then you've got the espresso up top. So, and then there's a pour over, which is just a paper filter in a ceramic or metal uh, funnel. And you pour the water over the top of it. A lot of places are doing that now that they have, you can choose which roast you want at uh, like at um, two brothers coffee shop, the, uh, the uh, beer, um, place around the corner over by the train station might be they'll do pour overs for you where you can actually choose which varietal you want they'll grind it up for you there and then pour it do a pour over for you so if you've got a few minutes to you to get it it's not just a you know pour it and go type of thing so if you're in a rush it's a terrible thing to order but um i learned a lot with them and that's where my fleet my taste went from cappuccinos and espressos and that sort of thing and slowly the needle went from the milk-based espresso drinks to just straight black coffee. And that's when Suzanne actually was like, how much coffee do you drink each day? I'm like, only a couple cups. And she's like, I've seen you at work. You have one cup and you drink half and you put a little bit more coffee on the top of it to warm it up. So how much do you think you drink each day? And then I started doing the math in my head and I'm like, 
Oh. <laughs> I have one cup. It's like it's like that whole story about, you know, you have the boat where the parts get replaced on the boat little by little, and is it really the same boat at the end of it? Is it really the same cup of coffee by the end of the day? No, but technically I've only had one. Never-ending so, cup of coffee. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't think that's how liquid volumes work. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm imagining Fry from Futurama. Um, now, do you guys that drink coffee, do you buy your coffee... Uh, pre-ground do you ground it your grind it yourself or do you buy like the ones that you have to grind at the store i mean my daily ritual is a lot simpler than mike's uh at some point in the last 10 years i had to pick like i wasn't ordering coffee at restaurants anymore and i wasn't just making whatever was around at whatever house I was living in, it was like, okay, I'm going to be the one that chooses the coffee. Cause I care what it is. And I tried a bunch of different brands. When Bonnie buys it, she buys shit. <laughs> well, and, uh, I, I knew that it was going to be grocery store coffee. Cause for a long time, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And like my mom grew up drinking and having around the house Hills brothers. And I, can't really drink Hills Brothers, but the first time I actually tried Folgers Classic Roast, like the first time you open the uh, aroma seal and that uh, smell of the fresh uh, can of coffee hit me, I was like, I really like this smell. And since then, that has been my brand. Cool. Just like straight, straight Folgers Crystals Classic Roast. Uh, we're on our third coffee maker in the last 10 years. The first one was probably like 30 years old. And uh, we replaced a Mr. Coffee with a broken drip proof little uh, spring seal with a brand new one that has a shitty drip proof <laughs> seal like straight out of the box. <laughs> so we're frequently taking the pot off and then watching coffee drip straight onto the hot plate and sizzle. See, uh, and I think I have the same one you do because it doesn't do it consistently, but. Yep. It probably does. every other day. And uh, at some point, I made the morph from going to black coffee to coffee with nothing but Splenda in it to fully the other way, going with the flavored creamers. Mm -hmm. And like now, my, my daily coffee is a full travel mug with uh, International Delight Cinnabon flavored creamer. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, and fill the rest of the way with coffee. Like, I don't have a specific amount of creamer I put in, but I know the color I want my coffee to be for it to taste right. <laughs> How much you're, do like, you you're like a soccer mom. Oh, my God. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, and I, I enjoy I enjoy my daily coffee that way. It's definitely a different way of having coffee than what Mike does with oh all my of the various coffee gadgets. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to look you straight in the eye anymore, man. <laughs> He's drinking Folgers with Cinnabon International Delights, yeah. Yep. Oh, you should try the, try the Cinnabon Vanilla. It tastes really good. <laughs> um, That'd be like finding out, like, you know, Joel's or that Mike is drinking Miller High Life. Yeah. I mean, for a while, <laughs> uh, we actually do cinnamon in with the coffee grounds. See, uh, see, and I'll, I actually liked that. I think that's probably was my gateway drug to the cinnamon flavored creamers <laughs> was having at a wedding. We were staying at uh, a place in Galeno's like uh, like a bed and breakfast. And the guys who owned it, they made their coffee with cinnamon in with the grounds. <clears throat> and we did that for a while. And then it became kind of a pain in the ass to constantly track down the cinnamon and one more thing in the morning to dump into the pot. Uh, yep. That would be like a cinnamon stick or like 
Right. No, just ground cinnamon in with the coffee grounds. Hmm. I've never heard of that. Me either. I but had never before I tried it, and I, I ended up liking it. I do that occasionally, uh, especially in the wintertime. It gives a little bit more spice to it. Um, my current coffee, uh, I have my my standard, I will get, it's a brand called Cameron's. And uh, they've got, uh, I forgot the name of the, it's, they have a fireside blend. They have flavored ones. I stay away from the flavored ones. I don't like the caramel cream. They have all those other ones, but uh, the especially Snickerdoodle. What the hell? Who wants Snickerdoodle? Is, it, is that the one thing you miss about working at TJ's? Is their coffee selection? Not really. And uh, to answer your question, I want Snickerdoodle. Just I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Cameron's they have one called Velvet Moon, which is a dark roast. So that's my that's my go-to. For my everyday type of thing, uh, if I want to get something uh, a little, if I get something a little special, special around that, they've got, I, I, it's a Jamaican Blue Mountain blend, which is a cost a lot less than normal, but they've made it decent. Uh, unfortunately, they named it Jamaican Me Crazy. Uh, so, but they also have a Jamaican Blue Mountain that's a little bit harder to come by. Uh, and occasionally, we'll do. They have another one called Woods and Water which is a light roast. And here, here's a question for you. If I pour you a breakfast blend, which is that light roast coffee, and I pour you a cup of French roast, if you want a caffeine kick, which one do you take? Oh. I know that the breakfast roast is probably correct, but I don't like light, uh, like, uh, light roast coffee, so I, I choose the other one even though I know it's wrong. Okay. I'd probably say the same thing <clears throat> as Justin. The lighter the roast, the more caffeine. Huh. Yeah, because yeah, I knew that. Yeah, because the longer the longer you roast it, the more caffeine gets burnt out of it. So that's why breakfast blend is breakfast blend is because you've got um, a higher caffeine content. a higher caffeine content to it. Yeah. How do we all feel about cold brew coffee concentrate? What is that? Uh, <laughs> so we know where Joel stands. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Well, one of the things about the coffee process, I, I'm not as big a coffee nerd as Mike is, but I know a little bit about where the bitterness comes from is when you pour the boiling water over the beans. Uh, the, there's a chemical reaction that takes place that gives you the bitterness out of coffee. Uh, cold brew, you don't go through that process. It's, there's a couple different ways to do it, some with like expensive vacuum apparatus, and those are going to be your better and more expensive ones. Mm -hmm. Some of them are kind of just like making old-school iced tea, where they're just like steeping the coffee for a long time in cold water. Yeah, we used to make the cold-brewed coffee at Caribou by grinding French roast coffee, letting it steep overnight in the refrigerator, and uh, pouring it through a filter in the morning. Yeah, and they tend to be sold as concentrates. They are, they taste much more like coffee smells without that bitterness, uh, and they tend to be quite a bit more expensive. I've usually got a little bit of it around because if I want to make like a ghetto latte, I will take uh, like two shots of the cold brew concentrate, ice, some water, and some sort of. It might just be my standard creamer, or it might be like cream and sugar. And you end up with something approximating like a Starbucks double shot drink, mm -hmm. the, the canned ones they sell. Yeah, the um, the cold brew, that's like that's like a new thing. I mean, now they have like, oh, they've got the cold brew machine. And I'm like, I, I'll get myself, I've got a glass jug at home. I'll throw some French press coffee, some French uh, coarse ground coffee in there and just let it steep. And I'll make myself just, it's almost kind of like making iced tea. 
Um, the longer you keep it, the longer it steeps, the darker it gets. And uh, the other thing I will do is for the for the iced coffee, I will brew a double strength coffee of like full amount of coffee for a ten pot cup, ten pots, but only brew five cups through. And then I will put that in the fridge, chill it, and then pour that over. If I make, I might make, make myself an iced coffee and pour that over ice, and then it melts the ice and gets a, gets a good flavor that way. I'm so mad that I was I was muted when I made fun of Josh. For uh-huh. what? After you just grabbed your coffee drink, I said, then you put on your yoga pants and your Uggs. And you, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, got, I, I do not like the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> no, I will, uh, Josh. I will tell you when I worked at Starbucks, a uh, grande vanilla latte or grande nonfat vanilla latte was called a uh, um, was called a soccer mom. So he said, give me three soccer moms, or you would have a what do we call them out as? We're a bunch of dicks. <laughs> uh, give me a sock. Uh, give me a soccer mom with a two-seater minivan, and that meant that was a soccer mom with two kids, Cocos. <laughs> yeah, I would frequently, uh, if I was getting uh, that more soccer momish type drink at the coffee shops, I'd do a mocha with whipped cream on the top, where you're basically it's like never iced. It would always be hot coffee, but yeah, it would basically be like I want a cup of hot coffee and a chocolate shake at the same time, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I would drink my coffee like Leslie Nope. Take a big spoonful of the whipped cream off top. You make the best coffee. <laughs> what well, I've oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I've kind of messed around with different different brands and and different um, roasts, like you know the medium or the the uh, the light. And I, I I'm not real picky. I mean, I like it to have some f- flavor to it. Uh, so I definitely, like I said, I prefer the the slightly darker ones. But I tried at one point a, I think it was one of the Dunkin' Donuts, like chocolate donut or uh, not chocolate donut. Um, it's like a, what do you call it? Cake donut kind of flavored coffee. And I couldn't, I couldn't drink it. It just, something about that extra flavor in there just ruined the coffee for me. You should uh, try the Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> as a McDonald's convert. Like McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts, it's nothing like the coffee I made at home, even when I drank, uh, made it black and drank it black. But it's one of those where it's going to slap you and yell at you, wake the fuck up, idiot. I I can get, get on the same boat with you here. For McDonald's and for Dunkin' Donuts, they have a lot better coffee than they used to. Well, and I, having made coffee on my own now for um, a year and a half or so, I, I, I've, every once in a while I'll, I'll stop and I'll get a McDonald's coffee if I didn't make it in the morning for some reason. And it just, it doesn't, it's okay, but I can definitely tell a difference. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I'm probably one of the more frequent brands I buy is the McDonald's brand coffee um, that I just make it at home, but I make it the way that I like it. Um to taste versus, you know, how they do it there. And that's why I was kind of asking about the beans thing was, is there a distinct difference in taste if you grind your own beans than if you buy them pre-ground in, you know, the, the bag? Yes, absolutely. Like as someone who has opted for the laziest possible method of making coffee with Folgers in a Mr. Coffee. Yeah, it's definitely better with grinding your own beans, whether that's past the point of diminishing returns for you, that's going to be up to you to decide. Like for for Mike, the extra work's probably worth it. For me, it clearly isn't. Yeah, I I get my coffee whole bean uh, all the time, grind it um, before I before I make it. Uh, well, the thing that I like is that because of the 
roasting uh, the, the way you roast it. So you get a darker roast on it. It actually, you, like a dark roast when you open it up will actually have like an oil to it. So you get like an Italian roast, which is about with my, I hate French roast. French roast, I might as well be drinking car- charcoal, but like an Italian roast, which is almost just barely the French roast before it gets nasty. Um, the Italian roast, the the beans are so they're roasted to the point where all the oil is forced out of the beans and they like stick together. That's how oily the beans are. So you grind that beforehand and you get this, you know, as long as you don't use, if you, here's a catch. If you use a paper filter, the paper is going to absorb all the oil and you're not going to get that into the, into the cup of coffee itself. I don't, I use a mesh filter. Yeah. If you use a, if you use a metal mesh or one of the gold filters and all that's going to get into the cup. So that way you're going to get a better flavor off of it. Um, I, I use paper. Because I've reached a point where if I have too much oil and the acidity of the coffee has actually reached a point where I probably I, I kind of need to take care of that now. I'm like getting a little burpy on it, so. Uh-oh. But um, I wonder if I need to use a mesh filter because uh, in the days where I've brewed, uh, made my own barbecue sauce, coffee is actually one of my secret ingredients, mm. and I'd run it through a coffee pot two or three times to get it like triple quadruple brewed but using a paper filter i wonder if i'm not just kind of shooting myself in the foot you probably are yeah i mean and i might do since i've done so much barbecue since two years ago when we did our grilling episode i'm thinking of doing sauce again this summer and maybe coffee like doing the coffee the right way is going to be a path to a really good sauce uh, I, if you ever want to try it, age yourself or smoke yourself mm-hmm. some uh, steaks, but rub them in espresso beforehand. Like get a crust of espresso on the steak beforehand and then cook them that way. I've heard that. It is so good. I do that once in a while uh, during the summertime, and it is just amazingly good, especially if you get a nice uh, marbled steak, and then the fat from the steak mixes in with the coffee. Um, had that first when I was I, I was out in Seattle. And that was that thing that was at one of the restaurants out there. So it was like, you can do this outside of the cup too. <laughs> I can just eat this. Um, what about here's here's a question for you. What about candy, chocolate covered espresso beans? I, I don't know. That I I think I've had one or two before somebody brought into work at one point, and I wasn't okay. crazy about it. But that was early on, so I don't know. I would have to try it again. I don't go through them very fast. We've had a bag of chocolate-covered Kona beans uh, here in the house, basically since we bought the house. It was uh, like there was a Reddit gift exchange, and uh, my wife's Reddit gifts exchange partner was someone from Hawaii, and that was uh, one of the items in there. And mm-hmm. we ate a lot of them, but we've still got some, and we've been in this place for like two and a half years. I what bring them into work. I assume you enjoy them, Mike. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I bring them into work and watch people get all strung out. It's fun. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> though I will say I have one of my daughters, Sophie. Um, she's following in her father's footsteps. And uh, she's in the morning. She's she's 14. She does the half cup of coffee, quarter of milk, and then some sugar into it. So she's drinking it just like I started out. When she was little, though, um, like maybe two years old, uh, we, we had the bright idea that we took a bunch of, we took French press or French roast coffee and we put it in a little bowl, pretty bowl in the kitchen to kind of give the aroma of coffee in the kitchen and came out one morning and she had gotten up, gotten downstairs, taken the bowl and was sitting in the living room watching whatever she was watching and eating the beans Oh, straight out of the bowl. Damn. And I'm like, 
yeah, that's my kid. Yeah, right. And um, <laughs> little do you know that by now she would be six foot eight had she not. Done... <laughs> I know, right? And I'm like, hey, look at the time. I gotta go to work. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know. So, but uh, but yeah. So she's she's my my coffee girl. Uh, my really... little nine year old niece. I'm finding out likes coffee. Her <clears throat> grandparents on her father's side have introduced her to drinking coffee. Nice. Well, and. Uh... Uh, my ex has introduced Isaiah to coffee and he likes it, but he's got to have, you know, all the stuff in it to make it not taste like coffee. But yeah. So did you guys, uh, slight change of subject. Did you guys see on the Reddit today? I learned about uh, recycled coffee grounds. Interesting little fact. No, hit, hit me with it. Said so they can be turned into fire logs that burn hotter, last longer and have a bigger flame. You can get those at the store. Yeah. Cool. Neat. Good use for recycled coffee grounds. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, if you grow, if you have plants, you grow a garden, coffee grounds are amazing for... Uh, Compost? Yep. Nice. Yeah, so they, uh, you can, we used to actually take the grounds that we had in the stores and put them back into the old five-pound bags and, uh, <clears throat> you know, to give them out to people. Hey, could I get some coffee grounds for my, my garden? Oh, here you go. Uh, in the last few years, I've also started um, roasting my own coffee. So that's fun. Don't have a roaster. Got a big old cast iron skillet. I put on my grill out back. My neighbors thought it was nuts until I uh, they tasted it. <laughs> weren't my, so nuts anymore, were you? I know, right? My brother-in-law he actually went out and bought like a pound at a time rotating barrel roaster, and you know, it, it's kind of cool when you roast it. It sounds like popcorn. You have first crack, which is the outside of the bean cracking open, and then you have in uh, second crack, and that's usually when you want to stop. You want to take it off the heat, um, but there's all sorts of different timings and ways you have to roast crack it. when suddenly you're taking care of a toilet. But no, I mean it's the the thing that gets me is the about about coffee. It, part of it is is it's like it's one of the most American drinks out there because during the during the revolution, if when the American Revolution was going on, it was frowned upon to drink tea. Because tea was British, sure, you know, and then and then of course we all threw you know we threw it in the uh, in the bay, um, so then we had the coffee. So coffee has, I mean, I'm not surprised that we are the uh, number one consumer of coffee in the world just because of that whole uh, you know starting from that point and moving on. I hadn't put it in that context, but it makes sense. But huh. yes, and now I want a cup, but I know it's it's 11 o'clock at night, and I know I shouldn't. Right. I mean, that's the other thing is I think for me, coffee is a little bit more utilitarian and I am very ritualized with my morning. So it's part of that. But the fact that I am chronically sleep deprived, coffee is one of these. It's survival for me. Mm -hmm. Like without it, I, I would definitely, in addition to the severe headache, I would almost certainly just my frustration tolerance would go down. <laughs> I'd be snapping at people all the time. There was a short stint when I was at Trader Joe's that I tried to give up coffee for Lent. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, and I was like, I told everybody there, I'm like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm this is what I'm doing. And after like day four, I would, I would be opening the store and I'd come back to the desk and there would be a cup of coffee sitting on the desk where I would come in and they would just like it's for the best would leave the little notes on there. You just, just please just drink it for our sake. Just drink it. <laughs> Didn't last long. 
Well, I know I look forward to that first sip in the morning because I don't, until I get to work, I don't drink any. So as soon as I have clocked in and I'm getting ready to start, that's the first thing I'll do is I'll uh, start drinking my coffee and the day gets better yeah. for sure. And I got to say, I'm, I hate to plug a coffee shop. I mean, like, but two brothers, for as good as they do beer, they do coffee really well. I mean, their coffee is fantastic. They've got all sorts of great. Uh, one of my favorite um, varietals is uh, Ethiopian Yergachev, and they've got amazing, 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 uh, amazing uh, Yergachev out there. <laughs> yeah, and um, now I've also discovered they've opened up a distillery. So if I go out to Two Brothers, I may never come back. They will have everything I need. They've got the beer, the coffee, the liquor, and the beer and the uh, burgers. So there you go. So, Joel. Yes? Next week. Next week. It doesn't say in the show notes. Give me one second. Rollerball. Rollerball. Hey, Pat, what about next week? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Rollerball. Okay. (laughs) Jeez. Nice punctuation there. Got some of that inulin. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Rollerball next week. Yeah, was it James Caan? The first one? The original. And uh, Chris Klein in the remake. Yeah. So, if you've got any thoughts on rollerball or uh you want to tell us more about how you take your coffee i know we had a twitter poll or you want to yell at us because uh oh, mike yeah. was mean to you on twitter about your coffee <laughs> yeah you know what i i just realized we got a hang on <laughs> that was Listen. a minor shout out to maybelina there <laughs> yes give us a call at 708 now wrap that's yeah. 708-669-9727 sorry maybelina but she's uh, my well, gateway drug, so don't. Well, and then she's got that. All right, we are currently at 26 votes. We have 15 hours left. Looks like I missed the timing on that one. Uh, so 46% drink it black as God intended. 23 tons of cr- cream and sugar. Uh, 15 or 16% of you are a bunch of freaks and drink tea, and 15% says latte me up. Well, and there were a lot of people who uh, responded to us like, uh, not at all. This is not my jam. They're more soda people. And that surprised me. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. I mean, we, I, I hear about people that don't drink coffee, and I'm like, I've heard about people like you. But, uh, but yeah, but no, it's, uh, you know, take honestly, I, I bear no grudges. Take it the way you like it. Maybelline was actually showing me the double-strength, extra-caffeine Starbucks coffee uh, that's out there right now. Uh, they that they just recently started selling, and I there's a coffee out, a coffee brand out there called Death Wish Coffee. Ooh, yeah. Um, they make a cup of coffee. It's they make a a brand called like uh, Charles Brunchen. No, <laughs> it's it's no 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 a Valhalla. They uh they make one cup. One kind of coffee, Deathwish coffee. It has the most caffeine for any coffee that's out there in in uh, any any roast right now. And my favorite one from them is called the Valhalla Java Odin Force Blend. Um, I bought a bag of this and I brought it into work and made a couple pots with that, and it was hilarious because people are in we're in meetings and people are literally stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like so. I, and they would stop, put down their coffee, and like, what did you do? What have you done? <laughs> oh, man, I have so been there where I drank way too much coffee and I could not really blink. Mm-hmm. It's so painful. You I just got to write it out. Well, here, okay, again, to say what, a, what kind of a problem I have with coffee, 
do any of you want to try and guess what my trigger, what what happens to my biology when I think when I say I've had too much caffeine? What 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 happens to me and I go, oh, that's starting to happen. I've had too much start caffeine. Stutter and, and your legs start shaking. Nope, that's too oh, much. No, that's my cool, That's cool too much sugar. <laughs> Josh, you got a guess? Uh, start to get sleepy, maybe. Nope. Joel, you poop. Oh, I'm I'm always doing that, but. Oh. Um, I start to go blind in my right eye. It's, Whoa. Yeah, if I have too much caffeine, I have like a black cloud that'll start to co- slowly move up in the lower right-hand corner of my right eye, and I'll start. To, it's the it's the uh, blood flow. Because the caffeine starts jacking up my vision. So yeah, when dude, I dude, you have an issue. <laughs> you don't have a, ha- a habit. You have a problem. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, I have. I have. I need an intervention. On that note, seven oh eight now wrap. <laughs> yep. Seven oh eight six six nine nine seven two seven. If you have uh, a debilitating addiction to something that you'd like to tell us about, give me a call. I already said that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Talks, New Podverse, FM, NoonFM.com, and next week, Rollerball, Roller Skates, Steel Balls, and Motorcycles. What can go wrong with that? So much. I know, right? <laughs> None of that either. Like half of our show. Yawning and burping. <laughs> That's what That's, I do. Sounds like a, a Swedish rap star. <laughs> <laughs> Yawning and burping. <laughs> I like it.